Hey, I'm W. Earl Brown, but my friends call me Earl. So call me Earl, because you're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Should we go? Anytime? Okay. Two, three. Uh-oh. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're here on Pharaoh, tempting fate. Wherever you are. Songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend. Synchronicity. Now it's time to give us a shake. We're Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake, but not too hard. Give us a shake. We're feisty hard on the Radio 8 Ball. And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today, we have the band Feisty Heart. Hey! Hey. And joined now to ask his question for the pop oracle, we have a young director with us. A man who I came to know professionally and uh, have been incredibly impressed with his work. And so I invited him to come into Radio 8 Ball and ask his question to the Pop Oracle. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Skinner Myers. Thank you. Hey. Happy to be here. So, uh, those of you, I don't talk about it a lot on yeah. the show, but my day job is working for a management company for actors and directors and writers. And Skinner is one of those. He's an excellent actor. If you saw him now. He's one good-looking guy. Damn. I like sending out his pictures. It's going to work a lot. But he also, more than that, and more the reason I had him here, because, I mean, it's great to have actors and fantastic. It was great having Earl. But Skinner's a really, a really powerful director. Um, you're also a teacher. Well, let's talk about So tell us a little bit about, I don't want to just sit here and talk yeah. about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. I'm a professor at Loyola Marymount University. I teach uh, editing and film production been there about a couple years also a film photographer and uh um musician actor director writer and produce stuff cool yeah and the thing that really inspired me to invite you to be on the show was a short that you directed that's up for uh one of the oscars for the shorts for the oscars yeah and it's called frank embry you want to tell us a bit about that film yeah so frank embry uh is based off a real person named Frank Embry, who was lynched in Fayette, Missouri on July 22nd, 1899. Uh, there's a famous photograph of him where they they beat him for three hours, and then they took his photo, and he's looking right at you in the picture. And then they lynched him, and they took more pictures, and they made postcards out of those photos. And the film is, is based off uh, the photograph of him looking right at you. And so we wanted to recreate that photograph and tell the story through that recreation and that's kind of what we did, yeah. And it's you know it's it's brutal, but it's also as I was as I've said to you, like when I watched it, there was this the I I was blown away by your filmmaking, by the economy of like your economy of everything. Like it's 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 like when you listen to a great song and you can hear every part, and there's just so much space in it. There's no there's no extra. There's no yeah. It's just. Everything is there exactly as it should. 
and it 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 of viewing it is like it's about the length of a song. Yes, yeah, seven, seven minutes. Yeah, a long song, yeah. but still a song, yeah. and it has the feeling of a song, and that it's you know it's heartbreaking and it's beautiful and it's impressive and it's. It hurts to watch, but it also you can't take your eyes off it because it is so beautiful. And it's, uh, it's a very I, I really hope that the the people who make the choices on the Oscars and the, and the film festivals um, see it that way because it's obviously challenging material. Mm-hmm. I'm you know it's I'm talking about it aesthetically because yeah. I'm impressed with it as a filmmaker, but also as a human being. As you know, I think I wrote to you. When I right after I watch it, like yeah. I can't, I'm trying to catch my breath, yeah, because uh, it does, you know, affect you. Now, people who are listening to this, will I be able to put a link to it in the show notes when this comes out in about a month? So yeah, can... we can we can do a private link, yeah, uh, with the password. Okay, yeah, because cool. we'll right put... now it has to be I have to keep it off, right, until the voting. Oh really? Right, yeah, <laughs> or we get uh, disqualified. Right, yeah. Um, and there was you just sent me an email yesterday that there was a, an interesting synchronicity. So tell me about tell us about this. So uh, we've had a couple of press releases about the film go out, and I'm in the gym on the row machine. I just worked out my back and my legs. I'm doing the row machine. And I get an email, and this guy's like, "Hey, heard about your movie. Really happy that you're doing this. Just wanted to show you a picture of this memorial I just put up for Frank Embry." It's on Highway 18 in uh, Fayette, Missouri. And he snaps this picture of this uh, wooden cutout of Frank Embry in, in handcuffs. And it says, wow. Frank Embry, uh, rest in peace, 1899. And then I get a call three hours later from a reporter in Missouri. And she was like, hey, someone emailed me this picture. They said to call you. Like, who's Frank Embry? And people in Fayette had, had never heard of Frank Embry or his oh. story. Yeah, even the older people, like in the 80s, they'd never, they're like, what? So um, it's pretty, they're going to do a story about him locally, and hopefully that... And that is, so the thing about the the film is that one of the main points of the film is remember his name. Yeah. Remember his name, remember his name. That's, which by the way, it's as soon as you said, like, I've been having, like, remembering his name is really actually hard. Like, I've been, like... It's it's almost like a meditation yeah. now. I've got it wrong so many times, and I have it up here because I know what it is, but I'm so afraid that I'm going to get it <laughs> get it wrong. Which goes back to my earlier question about not wanting to seem stupid and wanting to show how I'm stupid and all that. <laughs> um, but I just think that it's a really that whether or not the film affected it, or maybe to put this like that, um, putting that out there as yeah. an artist, putting that out there, remember his name, remember his name, and then to have them remembering his name and having people from his yeah. town who had no idea of this story. Again, what a metaphor for our country. Yeah. Is like there we can live right next to something, right on top of something mm-hmm. and not know the truth of it. Yeah. Until an artist comes along and points it out and hits that resonant tone, writes yeah. that song. Yeah. Um I really actually am tempted to get right into the musical divination. Are you are you cool with that? Yeah. Okay, so uh what what is your question? My question is for the pop oracle. Uh since Frank Embry's death, has race relations really improved? Mm. Since Frank Embry's death, death has race, have race relations really repro- improved? Okay, now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 wheel of eight. 
Song number two is Days Are Gone. Mm. Two, three, oh. Maybe I could. Days Are Gone from Feisty Heart, the answer to Skinner Meyer's question, have race relations really improved since the days of Frank Embry? Remember his name. <laughs> um, so there was, I think, a lot there, but let's go to the band first. Tell us a little bit about where that song comes from. I don't really know with that one. It was, I think I was watching something 
and it was like some historical footage of like some bands in the 70s or something and I think Stuart said actually said those days are gone and um it just made me think of different times and and uh everything you want to do before the days are gone mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah I think of it in a way like I mean obviously art and music and um these pieces are born out of the elements that are cooking those things, making them happen. You know, these pressures, these inspirations, these the elements, you know, are all there. And I, I think of that day we were watching some music and I was thinking the things that made that music aren't around anymore. Uh, uh, whether it was a simplicity in life or uh, a lack of distraction, you know, with all the electronic things that we have nowadays, the things that where your imagination can just kind of wander and create something out of boredom even, you know, those days, you know, that, that spawned that music, you know, are not really around anymore, those, those types of things. But, uh, well, uh, yeah. let's, Skinner, what do you think about that as the answer to your question? Did you have some ideas? Well, one, I want to say I love that song. Oh, yeah. cool. uh, it's amazing. Oh, right on. Right on. <laughs> so, Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go buy records. <laughs> Thank you. And listen to them on repeat. Thank uh, you. you know what? The, what I took from it was that the the days are gone in the sense that uh, this idea of this utopia of, of harmony and peace between different races has just been an idea and will only be an idea. And those days in our head never happen, but they are gone. They won't happen. So I don't think race relations has improved, really. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I, that's the uh, the the difficult thing about uh, this pop oracle format. It's like it's almost like an acting exercise. It's like when you ask that question, I already I already know what I think the answer is. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you in that. In some ways, I would, in a weird way, I sometimes think like it's worse. Almost, yeah. it's yeah. almost like it's worse just because it's worse when an adult is awful than when a teenager is awful like we we were we were on we were, we hope that we've evolved right yeah. and the fact that it's that we still haven't evolved we've evolved in all these ways and we still haven't evolved in that way does mean to me that it's a little bit worse yeah but if we go to the song there is an interesting thing that i wanted to talk about every woman that's ever looking over her shoulder and feeling at home um Right now, what's uh, uh, this is going to come out in about a month or six weeks, but what's going on right now in the world is the Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. thing that all these women are coming forward and the veil is being lifted from the whole you know, pleasant mythology of the mm-hmm. casting couch, right? That, mm-hmm. It's not a pleasant mythology. It's a, it's a friggin' nightmare. Yeah. And so there's this idea of like we need to listen when these women are coming forward and saying this – horrible stuff that's happened to them. And at the same time, I can't, this is one of the things that was so affecting to me about watching your film. The story of Frank Embry is that he was accused by a young, like she's a teenager. 14-year-old white 14, girl. 14-year-old yeah. white girl of, of, rape. of rape. And in that case, they did believe the victim. Mm. And this guy was lynched. We And I think... The film makes a very strong point that it's likely she was lying. Oh, yeah. And so it's this weird, this crazy um, cognitive dissonance when I'm watching the film. Because on the one hand, there I'm, I have these two very strong ideas in my head, which is one, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And the other is believe the victims. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And this film, by the end, puts these two puts these two questions for me right up at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. And this is where at the beginning of the show I was talking about intelligence is the is is the not knowing is like if you always you know if you always do anything you're going to be wrong some of the time Mm -hmm. and being able to be intelligent about how to listen to people how to look at a situation and not just rush to i know Mm -hmm. you know and i'm this is not at all trying to say that there's a parallel between harvey weinstein and frank embry but these but those two ideas of like you must believe when people tell you, and you should, you, absolutely, you must believe when people tell you. Yeah. And at the same time, Black Lives Matter, when people are making accusations that are bogus yeah. and it leads to people being murdered, yeah. then you should maybe look deeper. Yeah. And what it makes me think in terms of your question is that things have just got infinitely more complex mm-hmm. because we have so much more information. We have so much more access to so many different people and there are so many people with different agendas putting forward all these different conflicting stories and so we have so much more information and Mm -hmm. so much more in a weird way compassion for so many things that are at odds with each other Mm -hmm. that is it better or is it worse it's definitely more complex right yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and i think i think there's like the commonality between those two subjects is that in each instance people just chose like the easier thing like it's easier just to believe that this black man raped this girl because there's really no consequences to not just choosing that answer. Right. And it's sort mm-hmm. of the same with the Harvey Weinstein thing. People can just, you know, brush it under the rug and make people go away because it's easier to do. It's a lot harder to, like you said, you know, talk about it as a complex subject, hold a trial, like, <laughs> you know, all these things. It's just more difficult. It's easier just to get angry and point your finger and be like, you got to go. You need to stop talking. And you need to die. Like, right. it's mm-hmm. just easier to do. And Instead of just looking at it, um, you know, from different perspectives or intelligently, really. Yeah, I mean, lynching was legal, you know, back then. And um, if there was, there's a whole bunch of reasons why people would get lynched, but it could be for being homeless, uh, for dressing too nicely, for having too much money, um, to not saying, uh, yes, sir. And so, you know, rape was one of those things back then that was used to get rid of competition mm. or get rid of people that you just didn't like. So you just say, Easy. well, he raped my daughter, my wife. Or if you caught your daughter uh, having a relationship okay. with a black man, you're like, well, he raped you, clearly, because you would never love something like that. So it was an excuse to control the narrative and to squash a voice and to just get rid of their problems very easily without having to be confronted with, um, you know, with trying to work it out. And... Uh, but the whole system in this country was built on that. It is embedded in our DNA. And that's why uh, the systemic racism is not going to go away because it's part of this system. Mm-hmm. That means you have to restart from the beginning and start over, and no one's going to do that. I always hoped that it would. I got to <laughs> say, man, I mean, I was born early. I was born in 64. By the time 70 rolled around, all of the great shows that were on TV uh, electric Company, Sesame Street. I, I mean, I know that oversimplifies things as far as having everybody just be human beings, basically. But they were teaching us as kids that the world was going to be a better thing. Man, I believed it. And I got to say, and then but by the time I got to be about 18, 19, 20 years old, and I'm looking around I, earlier than that, I mean, from the very beginning, anytime I heard anything that was uh, 
racially tinged or whatever mm-hmm. when I was growing up I was like I don't know who you people are and yeah. I got to get out of here because I can't I can't I didn't feel like I could change anybody's minds yeah. so when I got old enough I got up and out of I hate to call out Kentucky but I got out of Kentucky and I went to New York City and mm-hmm. I was smack dab in the middle of everything and everybody from everywhere okay. and I finally felt like I was at home I was yeah. around the, the people of the world you know what yeah. I mean and 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 beyond that coming out to California yeah. and being around open-minded creative forward-thinking yeah. progressive people I was like I felt more at home you what, know in that too you what know? part so, of Kentucky Louisville Kentucky yeah, I'm, yeah I lived in Louisville for six years you did? I went to Southern High School you went to Southern and yeah. I went to TT uh TT Knight Middle School I went to Lockoff Elementary in Oklahoma whoa County, yeah yeah I went to Seneca High School I went to Seneca yeah, yeah and I played I you guys up. in basketball <laughs> yeah you did yeah <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. You we guys were, beat yeah. us bad. That's so funny because we're going to have someone else. This is going to be a full-on oh Kentucky-themed show. That's, but, that's... but as far as, as before these days are gone, before these days are gone, to me, everything is super raw right now. Everything is super, like, everybody's talking about everything right now. Mm-hmm. And you can see everything. Yes, yeah. and, and so, yeah. so the technology, the you know, the technology, everybody's, you know, passing words around and everybody's getting on board and organizing and things like that. So before these days are gone, before these moments are gone, yeah. I don't want the iron to cool. I want it to, I want it to stay hot. I want people to stay on it. And maybe the thing that I thought was going to come around in the 70s and be done with and be gone and everybody's, you know, every, you know, there's the restart button mm-hmm. like you were talking yeah. about. Uh, Maybe it'll happen now, you know. I don't know. I, n- I don't know. I, I haven't given up on, on humanity. Well, here, here's, I, here's, I haven't. Let me just know. say, so the, the motto of this show is questions answered, answers questioned. The idea is not we cannot we cannot solve the problems here. Sure, what sure, we can sure. do, but but without the burden of having to solve them, maybe we can just really just look at them, and that's yeah. really what I like. We don't like. It'd be awesome. Wouldn't it be awesome if four people in a room could figure out racism and sexism and the history of genocide in this country yeah. Yeah. and walk out of this room and everything would be great? But maybe what we can do is we can look at the like, and this is what I love about your film. It says, "Look at this," mm-hmm. and because it's yeah. the clarity of the way it's shot, because it's not—I mean, it's full of emotion, but it's not emotional. Yeah. It is just again filmmaking, yeah. high-level filmmaking. It makes you look at it. And that's what we're doing in this conversation. It's just like let's we're in a place where we're going to look at this. And the fact is that we all see the problems. And that might be a little bit of the key is that we are all looking at these problems. Everything's visible, as you say, Ruthie. And, you know, it's you know, there are so many questions I could ask about just right now Mm -hmm. that are going on. And this when this comes out six weeks, we'll know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. like. What's going to happen with the friggin' NFL? They can't make these guys kneel, <laughs> yeah. not kneel and stand. That's just so... They, like, those be, guys need to stay on yeah. that. Stay yeah. on that. Stay on that. And, there's stay the guy, on and that. then there's the guy in Charlotte who was beaten by the white supremacists uh-huh. to the cops arrested. And they haven't gone after the, the Nazis and they've gone after him. And will he be charged? Will there be a movement around that? Yeah. There are... like. We are in the midst of such intense times mm-hmm. that, and we're doing these shows six weeks out, and it's you can see, like we just released our August eighth show. Mm-hmm. August eighth was before Charlotte, before you know, yeah. and we're talking, we're sort of like talking about Nazis in the sort of general ether before they start marching and waving their flags. By the time it comes out, it's 
you know, everyone's like, okay, yeah, well, there are Nazis in America. That's where we are. No, it's, I mean, yeah, when I was, li- when I left Louisville in 87, yeah. there yeah. was a Klan march down Dixie Highway. Yeah. You know where Dixie I Highway yeah, is? Totally. And I was like, y'all can have it. I'm out of here. Yeah. That was it. That was, yeah. you know. There was a Klan. I lived also, I lived in Shelby, North Carolina. I, I left Kentucky to go to North Carolina. And in 97, there was a Klan rally uh, in Shelby, like Oof. once a year. It's and I would have to walk through it to get home. Unbelievable. But what was really interesting, well, kind of ironic was that these uh, people in these hoods and robes were wearing, like, Michael Jordan tennis shoes. And I'm like, do you not see how stupid you are? Yeah. You know? Shouting white power I mean, and you're wearing, you know. Kind of isn't that what it is. Yeah. When you really just want to call it out. I mean, it's so hard to, like, <clears throat> like sometimes want to understand where someone's coming from. Yeah. But, like... It, like at the end of the day, is it really just like idiocracy and people are just mm. stupid? Chappelle, I thought, did a good job of it when he did his the black KKK member oh, yeah, guy or whatever, black, just calling calling that out. supremacist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he also, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that he did, <laughs> um, and more more recently in Charlottesville, there was a KKK member with Sorry, dread, dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they went to to interview him and he yelled at them and he like walked away but he had dreadlocks. That's Whoa. so bizarre. And why was, would you? Why, what's his reasons for that? He wouldn't even give him full on KKK, Nazi, <laughs> white supremacist bizarre. with dreadlocks. Yeah. Well, so. it's America. You can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No. For sure. um, well, um, we we may again we we may not be able to solve. Our uh, this country's racist history in this, but we may be able to encourage people to support your film, yeah. Frank yes. Embry, for yeah. the Oscar. And even if it doesn't, support it just by support themselves and this inquiry by checking it out. And uh, and I can't wait to see what I know. I happen to know that you have some really interesting stuff that's uh, that's uh, that you have planned, yeah. And I can't wait to see how you evolve as an artist. And these, you know, I really believe that you are one of those people who is going to help, who's going to further this conversation. And that's oh, why so. I'm I'm really glad to have you here. I'm and I'm glad to be here. I'm not surprised that you asked a you know a real challenging question that we're not going to be able to answer here. Yeah. That, um, so thanks a lot, Skinner. Yeah, thanks and for uh, where me. can we find your stuff online? Uh, you can go to skinnermyers.com, S-K-I-N-N-E-R-M-Y-E-R-S. I'm on Instagram as Niglet Filmmaker, N-I-G-L-E-T Filmmaker, uh, Frank Film.com, and I think, yeah, yeah, that, those three. And do some research on Frank Embry. Even if you can't see the film right now, you, uh, probably just go online and look him up. There, yeah. uh, there are some... Lots of photographs, um... And more people are starting to talk about him. Remember his name. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball Show.